It's your life, not theirs. Take responsibility for your life, for your actions. This quote really lands with me in terms of an ownership standpoint too. It's no one else's fault for where you're at other than where you are right now. It's yours. Like everything in your life is your decision. Now there's obstacles and things that happen to you, but it's how you respond that matters. It's your life is your responsibility. So take ownership of it. Yo, yo, friend. Welcome back to the Ambitious and Fit podcast. Girl, I hope that you've had a great week so far. It's been a really good one on my end. It's been busy as heck, but oh my gosh, it's been so wonderful. I don't know about you, but I'm very much a last stretch type of gal, like with Q4 coming up with October, November, December, the best months in the world. I mean, at the holiday seasons, all the good things. I mean, we have pumpkins everywhere in our house. We have the fall decor. I have the marshmallow fireside candle going and it's just an absolute dream. So, I mean, I'm just feeling all sorts of vibes. I'm so excited to conquer the rest of the year together, especially me and you together on this podcast, really focusing on our goals. Girl, we have got this. I'm so freaking pumped to see what 2024 holds for us too, but let's make sure that we stay laser focused and actually accomplish our goals by the end of the year. Okay, deal? Me and you, we're going to hold each other accountable, okay? So I am thrilled to be talking about some a really great topic, and that's about the best advice that I've ever received. And um, you probably heard in the most recent episode, I've done a lot of reflection in terms of my story and things for my upcoming talk that I have at the Evolution Live event here in the next few weeks, meeting some of you incredible girls. And I'm so excited to like squeeze you in person. It's going to be literally awesome. But one thing that I will highlight, though, is as you deep dive into your story, you have these pivotal people that you think of that have told you some you know, quotes or really some life lessons that they've learned along the way that really just stick with you. And I was even reflecting with Tony too. And I was like, man, like, remember when so-and-so said this thing and it just like literally is like ingrained in you now. And he was like, yeah, this is freaking nuts. So I wanted to go ahead and just talk about this with you today. Maybe these are things that already resonate with you that you already have like deep in your core that you really hold true to yourself. Maybe there are even some pieces of of advice that you've heard from one of your mentors. And maybe as we're having this conversation, you're like, yeah, this is something else that I really, that really has stuck with me. And I hope it serves as a a good reminder for you too, because writing these out, it just kind of like lit this fire in my soul all over again. So I hope it does the same for you, but let's go ahead and dive on in to some of the best advice that I have ever received. Let's do it, girl. So the first piece of advice that I definitely resonated with, but I didn't really fully recognize as much until later in my life is it's your life, not theirs. So that advice, it's that quote that really just resonates with me. I keep on thinking to myself, as a twin, I used to be compared to a lot ever since I was born. I was always known as, you know, my twin sister. She's amazing. Her name is Alex. But I was always known as Alex's sister or she was known as my sister. And, you know, we had always 
had this comparison consistently. So I kept on hearing like people's, you know, opinions of like my life, my sister's life, and just like kind of deep diving and some judgment here and there. And so that doesn't only come whenever you're a twin, right? But it does, you know, it's it's what people call cool, quote unquote, like Mary-Kate and Ashley style. Um, But most of the time people would think like, oh, like you must do that together or maybe you do it separate or, you know, different things like that. So people were shedding a lot of their opinions in my life. And I'm sure maybe same as you, like you may not be a twin, but maybe, you know, you've had a lot of people in your life that say, hey, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer, you should be you know, X, Y, and Z. I always thought to myself, I was always going to be in the corporate world forever and ever and ever. Um, my mom was a powerhouse in the corporate world. Like she was the vice president of so many beautiful muse- museums and art structures and associations and operas and all these amazing, like she took over all of Dallas. Like she was just such an amazing woman to grow up with. And my dad always supported her a ton. But the thing is, is like so many people tell you what they think your life should be like. And it's really interesting because once you hit a certain age, most of the time you're like, I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. Like I have an idea. I think there was a time where I wanted to be a hairdresser for a while or a stylist. And I mean, I cannot color worth anything. I I barely style my hair. Beauty is like not my jam. So I have some amazing friends. I have a wonderful um, stylist and extension gal. Um, her name is Tara, who is listening to this podcast. Shout out to you, girl. I love you so much. Thank you for transforming my hair and all the good things. But um, looking back, I would have literally been the worst stylist ever. Um, but it's definitely one of those things where as you are continuing to grow up and really embody who you are, what you want to do, who you want to be, what the advice had really landed with me was it's your life, not theirs. So that can go through, you know, living your life on your terms. If you want to go to college, great. I went to college. Um, I can tell you that I made some amazing relationships out there and I, I and I loved it. It was a wonderful experience. Do I, have I applied anything that I've learned since college? No, like, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, why did I need the economics class? Why did I need, I mean, obviously like we have experts out there, which is just incredible. But I mean, uh, geometry, algebra, like I've never used any of those things. Um, you know, so it's just, will I make my kids go to college? I'm going to kind of leave it up to them, to be honest. I do want them to have that amazing experience, but, um, you know, it kept on being forced into me. And I think that, you know, as we were all growing up, depending on the generation that you're in, you know, we are, we're meant to live this life where you go to school, you go to college, you, you know, get a job, you get, you know, get married, you have 2.5 kids, and then you just, you know, work and then you retire and then that's it and that's done. Right. And so it's this lifestyle. And, you know, most of the time, like people are projecting onto you, maybe some of their dreams that they've always wanted to experience themselves, but they want to give back to you. Like your parents, they're saying, Hey, like we want to give you a life we've never had ourselves. And so they just put that into you. But the thing is, is it's your life, not theirs. So if you are really if there is something that you feel called to do, if you feel there's a purpose, if you feel that there's a passion, something that is really deep inside of you, you need to go do that thing. And it's funny because so many people actually have come up to me and they're like, oh, how's your little business going and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, little do you know, like it is the it's the greatest thing that has ever 
happened to me in my life. The fact that I am doing what I love, I get to help women that are, you know, I get to help driven women really, you know, get lean, get toned, level up in their lives, feel so confident in their skin and just take the world by storm. And like, I am so excited to be doing that. Now, I do receive a lot of judgment for that though, but I don't care. It's not their life. It's mine. So if it, if this lands for you, some of the best advice I've ever gotten is it's your life, not theirs. Take responsibility for your life, for your actions. That also gives you a, uh, this quote really lands with me in terms of an ownership standpoint too. It's no one else's fault for where you're at other than where you are right now. It's yours. Like everything in your life is your decision. Now there's obstacles and things that happen to you, but it's how you respond that matters. It's your life is your responsibility. So take ownership of it. So I'd say that was a pretty long-winded version for number one, but it's your life, not theirs. I would say number two, in terms of the best advice I had ever received is never settle in your relationship. And I this one resonates with me more than anything on the planet. And it's because my parents are so in love. They, uh, I had always dreamed of having a marriage just like theirs. And my dad always has supported my mom. He believes in female empowerment. He literally has two twin daughters. He surrounded himself by women. So he had three golden retriever girl dogs, his wife, his two twin daughters, and he had a girl cockatiel named Sunny. Um, and we all had all girl bunnies growing up. The man loves women, just period. Dave is my dad's name. And he just loves women. He loves female empowerment. He was in the engineering space. And his favorite thing in the world was women that stood out in the engineering space. And he really helped mentor them, you know, and got them connected with some of the greatest companies in all of the US. Um, just because he was like, I, I want I want women to make a difference. And so growing up with a dad like that was definitely not the norm for people. I'm very thankful for that um, just in general. But he had supported my mom in, in so many amazing ways. He wanted her to be even more successful than he was. And so as I was growing up, I had realized like, oh my gosh, I want a marriage, you know, just like that. Like, I think that would be so amazing or just like in our own way, of course, he like set the stage, right? And I was, my parents, I got married at 22 years old. Um, and uh, as I was about 21, 22, I was dating a guy and he, he just, he was one of those individuals. He was so nice, but you know, the, those relationships where you're like, man, it's going to suck when we break up. Not like it's going to suck if we break up. It's like, it's going to suck when we broke up, you know, so many, you know, so you like, you clearly know that that's not the person for you. Um, I will say that it is true when you know, you do know um, it's, it's a feeling, it's a, it's a soulmate. It's a, it's a connection. It's something that's just unbreakable, but I didn't know that at the time I thought just like with number one, it's your life, not theirs type of situation. I wanted, I thought that it was normal to just, you know, get married at 22. If you met your person, blah, blah, blah. And if I did, like I, I would have, right? If if I if I had met Tony, you know, at an earlier stage and we fell in love and that was our story, like that's what we would have done. But when I was dating this individual, some things that I had noticed was they two things that happened. One, um, I started to fall in love with fitness a little bit at the end of college. That's where my strength training, I had started in CrossFit even because of this individual. And I started falling in love with weightlifting and working out after dancing for a long, long time. And 
this person all of a sudden was so insecure and immature. He was so insecure. I said, hey, what if I became like a fitness trainer one day? Like this would be so cool. He goes, oh, you can't do that because you'll get too fit and leave me. Red flag times a million, right? And I was like, what do you mean? Like that I would be healthy for myself. Like that insecurity of that individual was terrible. So I was like, oh my gosh. Then I, then out of nowhere, we were going and visiting his family. And um, a lot of the women in his family, they prefer to be stay-at-home moms. And I love that. I I have, I even have clients that are stay-at-home moms. They're ambitious, driven moms that literally, they just have their ambitions in their kiddos and the things that they're other passion projects, which I think is incredible. But for me personally, that was not along my trajectory and what I wanted for myself. And so while we were um, at a Thanksgiving dinner uh, with his family, everybody was like projecting onto me that I should be, you know, barefoot pregnant in West Texas. And, you know, this person said that he wanted to be me to be successful, but honestly, I have to be upfront with you. Like, I could tell that he didn't want me to be more successful than he was. Like he was threatened by that in addition to the fitness things. So of course, you know, as, as you know, I've already made clear, like I had broken up with that person, but it made me realize um, that this was during a time that my grandfather was still alive and um, I, I, he was getting older and this was a person that I had lost uh, 10 years ago. Um, he was my third parent. He was the greatest thing that's ever you know happened to me. He was so wonderful. I, I just loved my granddad. He was the best, uh, literally my best friend. And I wanted him to see me get married one day. So I thought that I was going to marry that person. And then he literally told me, he was like, no, you should never settle, never settle in your relationship. You should always be best friends. You should always empower one another. You should always lift each other up and just skyrocket with one another. And, and just there's, there's something that is so special about that relationship. And he goes, and that's not it. And you know it. And I was like, yeah, granddad, you are so right. And so my parents and my granddad had taught me that I should never settle in my relationship. So after, after I'd broken up with that individual, um, it was wonderful because then I just thrived. I focused on me. I really, I had started my corporate job. That's whenever I had gained all that weight. I did lose my grandfather at that time, which was really difficult. Um, but that's whenever I really became who I wanted to be. And, uh, and it's crazy because, you know, the thing is, is when you are focusing on yourself and you're not looking for love, it tends to hit you smack dab in the face and that person lands in your life. And, you know, so fast forward, you know, four years, all of a sudden Tony shows up in my life. Um, and I, I mean, God did it for a reason. He put both of us in each other's lives when we weren't expecting it. And then, of course, eight years later, you know, we're four years married and, you know, it's we've been together eight years and it's just incredible. So one thing that I said the biggest piece of advice that I've ever gotten and the best advice is to never, ever, ever settle in your relationship. If that person does not support you, if they you know, don't prioritize you, if they don't make you feel important, beautiful, they don't lift you up. I think that there needs to be a conversation that has to happen there. I mean, nobody's relationship is perfect. Not even Tony and I, we're, we're not perfect by any means, but you want to have, if you're going to have kiddos in this life, if you are, you know, if you're looking to travel or you are working to build a successful, beautiful, ambitious, and fit life, you need a, a supportive partner or you don't need that person at all. 
So I would say that's been the absolute best advice. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. And that was inspiration from my family. So I loved that. I would say number three in terms of the best advice I've ever received. I would say that um, regret is so much worse than failure. And this one hit me really hard. And that's because I had always wanted to do a fitness competition. So if you've ever imagined somebody that has hopped up on a stage and, you know, she worked her tail off, she looks amazing and she's in a sparkly bikini and she is just rocking her stuff on that stage and just feeling so accomplished and empowered in the best shape of her life, quote unquote, if that's her. I had, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. Like I wanted to do a fitness competition so bad. I had met a group of gals um, during my internship in Dallas. Uh, during college and I started working out with them and I got the bug and I wanted to and I just thought that was the coolest sport I had of course done dancing for a long long time you know through um, high school and through college and so I thought what a beautiful way to marry my new love of strength training and you know my previous performance background and whenever I first started my corporate job I all of a sudden like nobody at my company period has ever done a bikini competition and I was just now getting into this working out groove and I kept on telling Tony I was like oh my gosh like I don't I would love to do this I I think it would be so amazing I've dreamed about it like I think it'd be such a cool goal but I feel like everyone's gonna judge me and Tony looks at me and he goes, who gives a shit? Like nobody cares as much as you do. Like regret is so much, is so much more than, you know, regret is so much more than failure. Like it is so much worse than failure. And so, you know, yeah, you may, you may not win. You may not get the exact body that you want. You may fall flat on your flat, fall flat on your face on that stage, but you are going to regret not doing that. You've been talking about it for a year. We've been training. You've seen amazing results. Like, why not go for it? I'll train you. We'll do it. And I I kept on letting it hold me back. And so I, at the end of the day, I was like, what if I fail? What if I, you know, what if I don't do this? What if I don't do it right? Like, I mean, am I going to look like an idiot up there? And he was like, Michelle, like you you need to do this because five, 10 years from now, you're going to regret that you didn't do it. And so I did it. And I, and I was like, so I, it, it was crazy. Um, nobody else understood, but I, I got up at 5 a.m. on, um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I got up at 5 a.m. I met up actually a couple of my amazing coworkers. Um, shout out to you, Bonnie, if you're listening to this, my old coworkers. And um, I had done my cardio sessions in the morning. I did my lifting at night. I have no idea how I mastered that time management during that com- competition season, but I made it happen. And I, I can't believe that I was so scared of failing or so scared of being judged or all of those things. Like, I mean, I would have fully regretted like that actually kickstarted everything for me in terms of falling more in love with fitness, nutrition, my mindset, showing myself what's possible. And if I would have just sat back and regretted it, like I don't even know where I would be today. Same thing with the podcast. Nobody at my corporate job had ever, you know, had ever started a podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing all these things that nobody else does. Like I'm kind of addicted now. Like, is that weird? Like, I really love it. And so I just 
I just kept on doing things that others didn't. And I knew that I would regret it. And so in failure, I was always taught by my loved ones, by my friends, by my mentors, like failure is just feedback, but regret is so much worse than failure. So just freaking go for it. And so I started the podcast and literally we're over 120 episodes in and me and you, like we're podcast besties because I did the dang thing. And so I want you to think to yourself a little bit, maybe even reflect on a time where if you didn't do something, you would have fully regretted it too. Like it, it was a toss up, like, should I do this? Should I not? Like, yeah, I'm scared to fail, but man, I'm going to regret it if I don't do it. Think of a time that you actually did that for yourself. And then also for maybe your upcoming health journey, maybe you're like, Michelle, like, what if I fail? Like, what if I don't lose the 15, 20 pounds? What if I don't do X, Y, and Z? What if I don't make the 10 mile run? What if I don't do, what if I, I fail? What if I fall flat on my face? I'm like, hey girl, like better than being 90 years old, 95, a hundred years old your deathbed and say, man, I wish, I really wish that I would have taken that chance. I wish I would have taken the leap. I wish I would have trusted myself. I wish I would have prioritized my health. I wish I would have jumped out of that airplane. If you're into the skydiving worth of stuff, like I wish I would have traveled more. I wish I, that is this, that is the worst thing in the world. When you hear at the end of someone's life, their regrets. I want to I want to be at the end of my life and say I have no regrets. That is my goal. That is what I communicate to Tony, that's what I communicate to my family, that's what I communicate to my coach. That's that's what I communicate to everybody is like I don't want to regret anything. I would rather fail my ass off than regret anything at the end of the road. And so I hope that that's been one of the biggest and most amazing pieces of advice to me is that regret is so much worse than failure. So fail your way to success, girl, in anything that you do. Number four is confidence, a best advice and best quote really that I've ever received and heard is confidence is built by keeping promises to yourself. So again, let me repeat, confidence is built by keeping promises to yourself. And that is so, so true. The more that you, the more that you keep your promises to yourself, the more that you, that you practice what you preach, the more action, the more things, the more times that you do something that you say you're going to do, the more confidence that you built, the more repetition, the more practicing you turn that, you turn those practices into skills, which turn into habits, which turn into a lifestyle. And I wish that I would have actually heard this much sooner that really a lot of confidence is just keeping promises to yourself. It's actually saying, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and actually doing it. Talk is freaking cheap. Some of the best advice, especially from Ed Milet, I keep on going back to him because he always mentions this, but the, you, by you keeping promises to yourself, it's, it's, you're exercising this belief, this trust in yourself of like, yeah, I do what I say I'm going to do. Actions over words, right? And so I can think of so many different times, but the more that I stuck to daily actions, like getting my workout in, recording these podcasts, um, you know, meal prepping or going for a walk or, you know, texting back, you know, <laughs> messaging back my clients, like the more that I do these daily repetitions, the better I get at something and the more I can soar, 
the more that I can become more successful faster and I can increase my speed and I can scale in those ways. In my fitness results, my overall transformation, my my business, my relationship, the more that I am doing small things with Tony, the more that I am, you know, setting aside time for date nights and I and we are watching a movie together, we're going on walks, we're going on adventures, we're trying new things together. That is keeping promises to myself on prioritizing my relationship and those small actions, right? So keeping those promises to yourself, it builds confidence. It builds confidence in yourself. It builds confidence in any area that you plug those repetitions into. It's not just your health and fitness. It's not just how you look and feel. It's in every area of your life. And I, that's some of the best advice I've ever received. And I continue to embody that to this day is by keeping the promises to myself, I will increase my confidence. I will show up more for myself and I will become more successful. So girl, do what you said you were going to do. It's going to be amazing. And then the very last one that I do want to highlight, there's so much more, but the last one that I would say is the best advice I had ever received was embody the person you want to become. I highlight this with my clients all the time, but this has a lot to do with your overall identity. If you want to become the fittest version of yourself, you have to act like her. What decisions does she make? How does she dress? What does she act like? What is her routine? What are, what are the things that she does on the weekends? What does she do at night? What does she eat? By embodying who you want to become, you become unstoppable. You become her. In order to become her, you have to practice just like we just talked about. You need to build the repetitions to prepare yourself to be her. If you became her overnight, you wouldn't be able to maintain it because you haven't, you haven't practiced or acted enough like her. That's one of the best pieces, uh, pieces of advice. I actually had gotten that piece of advice from whenever, you know, I was, trying to get promoted at my at my work and everybody kept saying if you want to become a you know a supervisor for example you have to act like one first so all of a sudden I switched and I said okay if I want to become a national bikini competitor like I need to act like one if I want if I wanted to be a you know incredible online fitness nutrition and mindset coach I need to act like her right like I have to like you have to embody that person, right? And so I would highly encourage you to remember, like maybe this is like your calling to just remember, like if you want to become that fittest version of yourself, you're the most successful version of you, you have to act like her first. You have to ditch the old identity and you have to take on that new identity. Because on the other side of that, girl, when all of a sudden you are her, you get to you get to continue to evolve and you're so used to the things that she does anyways all the time. And you're even more confident to stay in that sustainable position of being the most successful and fittest version of you. So I hope that this was helpful, girl. I love you so, so much. But a quick recap for the best advice that I've ever received. Number one is... It's your life. It's not theirs. So take responsibility for your life and don't listen to anybody else. Number two is never settle in your relationship. Always, always, always find your best friend and someone that will elevate you. And then number three is regret is so much worse than failure. Quit thinking, just do, girl. You're going to regret it otherwise. Number four is confidence is built by keeping promises to yourself. 
do what you said you were going to do. Skills are learned that way. Habits are formed that way. And then number five is embody the person you want to become. Act like her and you will become her. I love you, girl. I will catch you in the next episode. See you later. Love you. Bye.